Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi line presented by Bet MGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard here. Played nearly a decade in the NFL, first round pick, wide receiver. Also a national champion with the Buffs in the early 90s. Pritch, how we doing, man? Doing well. Doing excellent. I had to uh, confirm with you today was Friday. Because <laughs> yeah. the days are running together on me. It really is. Boy right now. But uh, no, it's great to be with you here on the Marty Line. And man, we are basically, okay, we got the Hall of Fame game coming up, right? A week? A less than a week. Yep. And then uh, the following weekend, it's football from then on out. Every Sir, weekend. That, it's, it's a... Just hearing you say that, I mean, it's just absolutely beautiful. Right, and I get it. Like the Hall of Fame game, it's it's not even football. Mm-hmm. It, to be like the players are wearing football jerseys, but it doesn't look like it's actually football. But I'm still gonna enjoy it. Damn it, yeah, I'm yeah. still gonna enjoy it. Jets Browns can't get here soon enough. Uh, will you be betting that game? Um, I, I might, I might bet yeah. this one because you know I. It's I, been I was, a while. Man. It has been a while. I, I typically don't bet that game, but um, I was thinking back to my Hall of Fame game and and certainly what was going on at the time too. And, and you know, it's kind of similar. Uh, so, uh, you know, certainly for Cleveland, a lot of turnover, a lot of change. And then you think about the Jets turnover and change. So uh, there's some jobs up for grabs uh, and, and there's some performances that need to be um, looked at and, and under a microscope and, and get it on tape and, and see what happens. So this one, this one could be a more competitive one. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun over these next two hours on the show because coming up 60 minutes from now, Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame odds maker at the South Point Hotel and Casino, will join us in his usual spot. We'll obviously talk some NFL futures, but a big fight weekend as well. Mm. We'll get Vinny's thoughts on that. We get the Bud Crawford, Errol Spence Jr. fight coming up tomorrow night here in Las Vegas. And, of course, UFC 291 in Salt Lake City, Gaethje and Poirier 2 for the BMF title. Then at 1.15 Eastern, 10.15 West Coast time, Ben Brown, betting and data analyst over at Pro Football Focus. We'll talk about some win totals and then some interesting season-long props that he has as well. But, Pritch, obviously we have to start with the big news that we saw in the NFL yesterday, and I was kind of debating in my head. I was like, where do I want to start? Do I want to uh-huh. start Jalen Ramsey? Do I want to start Joe Burrow? Let's start Joe Burrow okay. just to kind of uh, 
put folks' minds at ease who are Cincinnati Bengals fans or Cincinnati Bengals betters and believers because yesterday afternoon we saw Joe Burrow at practice carted off after suffering a calf injury. It has been reported that it's a calf strain. When you take a look at the video in our viewing audience right now, we're playing the video, but for our, our audio audience, I'm sure you can search it on Twitter. It's been absolutely everywhere since it happened yesterday afternoon. But Burrow, routine play and team period, escapes the pocket mm -hmm. and then just comes up limping. Yep. And then starts skipping around and then goes to the ground and, and, and starts holding his calf. But prior to the injury, he was already wearing that sleeve on that right calf. So it sounds like they've kind of dodged a bullet. It's not the dreaded Achilles, at least we don't believe it is, which would be season ending, but that still puts a little bit of fear in your heart there if you're a Cincinnati Bengals better. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it, it seems like Burrow, in tune with his body, you know, pulled up thinking that, okay, I, I just don't want to do anything further. Like, if this was a game, I think Burrow would have played through that play, right? I mean, but mm. this is practice, the beginning of camp, and – you feel something that's just not right. At least you have that awareness to kind of, okay, I'm going to dial it down. That's what it seems like to me. And the fact that he had a sleeve on prior, you know, it's the beginning of the camp, right? And you're like, okay, why does he have a sleeve on already? Already, you know, you're going to put a sleeve on if you want to keep that thing warm. Uh, if you have something already going on there, if this doesn't feel right, let me put a sleeve on. It'll feel tighter, feel better. Um, but, you know, should be should you be in live drills uh, if you're Joe Burrow, if you're that franchise quarterback, uh, certainly if you have something uh, amiss already, right? And, and that's where, you know, the Bengals got to be better about that. Joe Burrow's got to be better about that. Training camp has not been kind to Joe Burrow. Appendectomy, no. right? Yeah. I mean, Appendectomy last year yeah. was pretty much all of it. Yeah, so, you know, he, he already torn an ACL. It's like, okay, this guy is your future. This guy can get you to the Super Bowl. In fact, can win you a Super Bowl. And from a betting standpoint, I am all about that with the Bengals. Uh, I think they can have a special year this year, but certainly Joe Burrow has to be healthy. Um, if there is some type of strain, make sure it's like a hamstring. You know, make sure those things are completely healed 100%, not 90, not 85, 100% uh, before he goes out back out there on the field. You mentioned the appendectomy that he suffered last year. The year before, he was rehabbing the ACL injury right. he suffered his rookie season in 2020. So this has been kind of something that's been going on the last couple of years for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I really want to hone in on last season because Burrow missing a lot of training camp, it felt like that kind of bled into the regular season. Cincinnati, they get off to the slow start. They start the year 0-2, losing at home against Pittsburgh. And then against the Cowboys, against Cooper Rush, they lose that game in Dallas Week 2. They start the year 4-4 four and four with Burrow looking like he's going to miss a large chunk of training camp, if not all of it, does that kind of make you want to maybe fade Cincinnati early on in the season? Because it's not the easiest stretch to start the year. Right. They're on the road in a really big game against the Cleveland Browns week one. That's a rivalry game, in-state rivalry. Then in week two, they host the Baltimore Ravens, who are looking to get some revenge on them from the playoff game a season ago. It's not out of the realm of possibility that if Cincinnati's kind of still working some things out, they don't really have their QB1 through all the training camp, what if they get off to another rough start there playing a lot of these games, these division games, which are really important. Games. Right. And it's a great point by you, Fim. I mean, you could look at that. And certainly uh, I think a lot of betters will start to look at those, uh, those numbers, those lines uh, for those opening games here, because uh, he, he should miss time. He should not rush back mm -hmm. uh, with a calf strain. Um, and, and the, you know, to more emphasize your point here, you know, Orlando Brown is a new figure, right? Yep. Um, you think about this offensive line and, and uh, the history of the offensive line for Cincinnati. It, it hasn't been great in terms of allowing sacks. 
but you, you love the upgrade. You love the fact that Orlando Brown is back in that division. And he's highly familiar uh, with the personnel. That's one thing. How familiar is he with the drop points for Joe Burrow, though? Mm -hmm. Because every quarterback's different. Like a three-step drop for uh, a John Elway was different than a three-step drop for Warren Moon, right? Or a five-step drop for John Elway was completely different than a five-step drop for John Kitna. You know, these are quarterbacks I played with. And your offensive line has to understand that. And uh, a lot of times when you have a new quarterback situation like Tom Brady in Tampa, you, you saw those growing pains with his offensive line, timing issues and stuff like that. Drop points, same thing with Matthew Stafford. Drop points. You know, any quarterback that gets in there, uh, the drop point is so key for those tackles because they, they're blocking a certain way and they're expecting you to be a certain uh, uh, level or a certain depth in the pocket or a certain area in the pocket, and they're blocking accordingly to that. And uh, so protection schemes can be affected, I think, a little mm -hmm. bit because of Joe Burrow and the fact that he's not out there. But we've seen them be able to ramp it up, though, right? They ramped yeah. it up uh, after last year with the appendectomy. Uh, and that situation, and then certainly from the ACL situation. So they'll get it right. They're too yeah. good to not get it right. But your your point uh, about the beginning of the year, I, I think, is in question a little bit here. Yeah. I have no concerns about Cincinnati second half of the yeah. season. Right. But I do have concerns in the first half of the season because this is a team that has started slow in the first half under Zach Taylor ever mm -hmm. since he's taken over. And I don't know if they have that wiggle room to start slow this year in a loaded AFC I mean, starting slow, that might cost you the division. And maybe you're fighting an uphill battle, needing to try to sneak into the wild card or something like that. Like, that's where I think is better as to where it's like, all right, Cincinnati, we hold back. Because I don't think there's anything to do right now from a mm -hmm. betting perspective. Like, it seems like he's going to be fine yeah. and should be their starter week one. But how does he look in week one? Because you might say, well, Burrow's been there. He knows the offense. Like, who needs practice and who needs training camp? Football players, and, and, and you'll be able to speak to this as well, you still need to be able to practice. You do. <laughs> you, you need you need reps. I mean, we are a creature of habit uh, out there on the field, and, and we, need, we need reps, and we need live reps. We need full-speed reps. And, and, and like I was just talking about, it's one thing that in practice for Orlando Brown to be blocking uh, a teammate or whatever. It's another thing, okay, you got T.J. Watt. <laughs> you know, you got mm -hmm. uh, Highsmith. You, you got all these edge rushers, you know, in your division. That, okay, wait a minute. Um, I, I, that's different. Uh, okay, where's my yeah. quarterback going to be? And, and so you get these reps, and then, okay, you look on tape, and you get a feel. The, the game uh, of football, you know, so much about it is feel. Uh, and so you understand, okay, I can I can drop deeper. Uh, I can get more depth uh, from a pass rusher, or I have to stab him at the line of scrimmage because my quarterback's going to set up more shallow. I mean, all those things you get worked out or you work through during training camp. Uh, now, Burrow, again, his track record is the fact that he can get there quickly. Like he can he can ramp it up quickly after an injury, uh, but I do think they should shut him down at least uh, evaluate that calf fully because yeah. you do not want to take that into the regular season with that calf being compromised. Yeah, calves they tend to linger. It's yeah. one thing that I think a lot of football players have said. I know Donovan Wilson of the Dallas Cowboys, their safety, he suffered a calf strain the first day of training camp. Mm -hmm. They say he's out four to six weeks, should be back for the opener, but that just gives you the time frame. If it's like if it's a month, maybe it's six weeks, that takes you right up until that opener. And if Burroughs' first reps are maybe ten days before week one, right. I don't think that's ideal, personally. Like and I can intuitively I kinda liked Cleveland anyways in that game week one. Okay. Just because division underdogs, especially at home, like mm -hmm. they tend to play really well. They do. And they tend to cover. You look at all the ATS trends, but man, like to miss an entire there's a reason why we have training camp. Like, you know, like, guys don't just roll out of bed and yeah. say, hey, week one's here. Let me go out there and play. Right. It's like there's that acclimation period and having to get ready, and he's not going to be able to do that. Well, I'm going to go back and study the preparation because, I mean, you're coming back from surgery, and, okay, now you're going to ramp up the season at the beginning of the year. And 
um, and you wonder, like you said, okay, is it going to be another slow start? And um, I, the fact that this happened the first week or, or very early in training camp, it does tell me Burrow's going to be back, you know, with enough mm-hmm. time for yeah. that game against Cleveland. Plus, you know, playing those back-to-back divisional games, Cincinnati has already been working on those game plans all throughout offseason, too. Yeah. So um, nothing from a, a game planning standpoint is going to be foreign. It's just a feel aspect that mm-hmm. you want to be conscious of uh, with Cincinnati at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and if he's compromised with that calf, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you want to be compromised with Miles Garrett, Darius <laughs> right. Smith on the other <laughs> side, man. Those guys are coming after you, and if you can't really move to your full capabilities, mm-hmm. that's a tough, that's a tough defense to face. Oh yeah, with the Cleveland Browns. Oh yeah, uh, we do. BetMGM right now does not have the game on the board. It's off the board right now with the uncertainty of Joe Burrow's injury. We believe he'll play Week One, but still waiting on the official news of what it's going to be like for Joe Burrow and what the rehab will be like. But right now, I'm seeing at other sports books. Bengals, two, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Maybe that moves if we start to know that Burrow's not going to be ready to go by the time week one starts in September. All right, on the other side, we'll get to Jalen Ramsey. We know he's not going to start, but what does that impact mean with this injury with the Dolphins? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSEN Exports leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. For VSEN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $19 at VSEN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, breaking down some of these NFL news and notes. Uh, it's been a busy week in the NFL, man. I think we had the extension day where everyone was getting paid. We've got 
everyone now at training camp. Practices are going on. We're out getting sound bites. I don't know. I don't know if it always feels like this, but for some reason this year in particular, it feels like we're getting more news than ever before, and we're only one week into training camp. Yeah, you know, we we wait uh, pretty much uh, the first half of the year for training camp to begin, and the mm-hmm. storylines galore year round. I mean, NFL look, it's a calendar year discussion uh, because of how they go about their business through the off season and. Uh, once we get to training camp, you're, you're okay. You want everything to calm down, and you just want the guys to go out there and get ready and get ready for the season. Uh, but no, more storylines, more drama, uh, which that's okay. The NFL yeah. enjoys it. It grows the game. It keeps interest uh, at, at a peak level. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we are not short of storylines, and a lot of it has to do with injuries because we're getting closer and closer uh, to the season. Yeah, we had the contract discussion with the running backs right. and running back value and the franchise tag and all that stuff. The <laughs> content machine needs to be fed. Yeah. And unfortunately, injuries is a part of the content machine. And we talked about Joe Burrow's injury scare in the mm. last segment. But one injury that we know is going to be a significant one, that's for the Miami Dolphins. Their offseason acquisition, all-pro cornerback Jalen Ramsey suffering a meniscus injury. He will go in for surgery later on this afternoon. Head coach Mike McDaniel said that they'll know the timeline of the rehab after the surgery. I know this is an injury that you said that you have suffered yeah. in your NFL career when you were playing. I guess what is what lies ahead oh. for Jalen Ramsey now going into surgery? And like they said, the ACL is intact, and that's the good news. Yeah. But he might not be back for quite some time. Well, he's going into year nine. Hmm. Uh, I'll put it this way because of, based on my experience, I think Jalen at some point is going to wish it was the ACL. Because you can repair that. Uh, the meniscus, there's been advancements, I get it, but you know, meniscus is the, basically the shock absorber between your bones, right, and your knee. Uh, and once you lose the meniscus, you're bone on bone. You're instant arthritis. You're, you got problems as a skilled position player. I mean, I think mm-hmm. as an offensive lineman or somebody in the trenches, you know, you can get through that, right, the mobility or, or, or lack thereof. But uh, now you're talking about if you are bone on bone, if they have to remove lateral uh, meniscus or anything, um, now you're talking about swelling, uh, lack of mobility, getting your knee drained, uh, mm-hmm. medicine, uh, all that kind of thing. So I, I think an ACL, the advancements with an ACL repair, feel great about that. Just yeah. you know, but you're going to miss a year. Mm-hmm. But the rehab, I mean, but you feel great that hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be okay. But once that meniscus gets is is deteriorating or goes or you, you rupture it or you tear it or it's gone, um, then you got problems and that that pretty much uh, could be the end of things. It, it was for me, you know. And this was back in 1999, uh, so they thought it was going to be a simple scope where you go in, you shave it off a little bit, what was ripped away or folded under. Mine was folded under and ruptured at the same time, so they actually removed it. Um, and so I was bone on bone, and and that final year, Femi, what I had to do to play, uh, was was something I wouldn't recommend for a lot of people. Uh, in fact, I I, I would think that Jalen would would look to get a second opinion just to make sure, because if they're talking about going in for surgery to find out what they need to do, mm. the imaging isn't all that clear then, right? Um, mm. typically for meniscus, you go in, you scope it, you either shave it or or you know I think they're suturing it a little bit now, and there's there's advancements. But if they go in there and there's significant amount of damage, they're going to have to deal with that. Uh, and you wonder if Jalen understands that right now. Because the emotion of wanting to get back, at least this was for me. Um, I got a new contract. Mike Holmgren came over. We were thinking we could get to the playoffs with the roster that we had, and I wanted to be a part of that. So, 
yeah, put me under the knife, do what you got to do, get me back out there. But if you're Jalen, you know, you, you probably still have, a, what, at least five, six more years of your career left. Uh, I, I think you, you should think about that. At least I would uh, if I had to do it all over again. And I feel like he's thinking exactly what you were thinking back then because the early reports came out that said at least six to eight weeks. Mm. So where you hear that, it's like, okay, he'll be back midway through the season. Mm -hmm. But then we saw the tweet from Ian Rappaport, the insider at NFL Network, and he was kind of hinting at maybe this is something he comes back in December. Right. And then Jalen Ramsey tweeted this, and I thought that this kind of was in line with what Ian Rappaport tweeted. He said, quote, the end of the season push is going to be legendary. So, like, when I hear end of the season push, that doesn't mean November in my mind. <laughs> like, you know, like that means, like, man, this might be week 14, week 15 or something yeah. like that, that Jalen Ramsey comes back. Like, yep. like, is this a scenario? Like, because you mentioned that we don't know right now. And Mike McDaniel said we'll find out once they mm. actually go in there and have the surgery. Right. Is this a situation to where they go in and it's like, oh, boy, this is much worse than we initially oh. thought to where – He's maybe out the entire season. Absolutely. I mean, if they're if they're hinting at the fact that December and stuff like that, I mean, mm -hmm. maybe the imaging showed something different and say, okay, what well, this is significant, right? Um, but if they go in there and it's not that bad, then yeah, you're, you're optimistic about an earlier return. I I did mine in training camp. I was bone on bone, and I missed the first two games. But Femi, just to play, was getting my knee drained three times a week. Ooh. Um, seeing a doctor once a week. They tried experimental stuff. They tried to inject some jelly in my, in my joint uh, to try to help that form like a, like a meniscus. Yeah. My body rejected it. Um, other surgeries that I know of is, you know, they'll, uh, they'll put in um, a fake meniscus and stuff like that, but the, your body's got to take two. And that, that's the that's you're out for the year if you're doing something like mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, there's some other really invasive surgeries that they can do to kind of help you. But as a skilled position player, somebody who relies on lateral movement, starting and stopping, if he's bone on bone, yeah, he's looking at probably the end of his career. Toward, you know, certainly you can suck it up and go out there and maybe you can do something different. Um, but man, I, for me, it was over. I, I was bone on bone and could not be the same player I was before that happened. Yeah, And, and like you said, maybe he plays, but maybe he's a worse version mm -hmm. of the Jalen Ramsey that we've come to know, which well, I'm is hoping an all-pro Yeah, I'm hoping it's just a scope. I'm yeah. hoping they get in there, they have to do whatever they got to do, and, and he's back in six to eight weeks. Yeah. What's still, what's that, the first two games of the year? It's still, yeah, it's still a pretty yeah. decent chunk of time. Like, I, my guess is that they don't try to rush him back. We have the schedule up right now for mm -hmm. the Miami Dolphins. I mean, they start the year two road games at the Chargers, and they have to fly back out east to play their rivals, the New England Patriots. Then they have a home game against the Broncos and at the Bills – just reading the tea leaves, I would not expect him in any of those four games. Yeah, first just four. From my, just from my I, – I have no expert information or anything mm -hmm. like that, but just when I'm hearing what you're saying, I'm hearing what, the, the, what Ian Rappaport tweeted, and I see Jalen Ramsey's tweet as well. Like, I'm honestly thinking that he's back, like, post-Veterans Day or something like that, but at least I would feel confident saying I don't think we're going to see him in the first quarter of the season. And then for me now, the, the question that I ask is that, like, how would Ramsey's absence – impact the Miami Dolphins defense. We know they have a really good secondary. Like yeah. Javon Holland's one of the top safeties. Xavier Howard's a really good corner on the other side. And now they bring in Vic Fangio to be the coordinator of that defense that has quite a bit of talent. But Ramsey was supposed to be like the big chess piece mm -hmm. for Vic Fangio. Without him on the field, 
does that make maybe make this Miami defense a little bit more vulnerable, especially in week one, where right now they're two and a half point underdogs against the Chargers? Well, you got two guys out there that like to attack the football. You know, if you think about Howard and then Ramsey, uh, and then you got a defense that uh, they should get pressure up front. Vic Fangio likes that four, two, five, the nickel defense all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, the trademark of Vic, too, is to get after the quarterback, uh, cause problems, make the quarterback panic. Okay, maybe those ball hawks in the back end can take the ball away in the middle of the field, but certainly in the red zone, uh, be the best defense in the red zone. I think Jalen, with his dimensions, he, he could match up on anybody in the red zone and take them out uh, because you're talking about just 20 yards to deal with somebody. And so uh, that is going to be affected because he's not going to be on the field now for, for that kind of that kind of scheme, uh, certainly for what Vic wants to do. But you know, Vic is a more, more than capable coordinator. He'll find ways with the personnel that he has to adapt his defense, though. I think this injury uh, has presented an interesting betting angle mm -hmm. just because that week one line. And I think if you're a better who likes to just guarantee closing line value or to try to acquire it, my guess is that we're going to close Chargers laying three okay. by the time we get to kickoff. Yeah, okay. like, that would be my guess just because the line has been sitting at two and a half. It was two and a half prior to this injury. If Rams is not out there on the field, I think he's impactful enough of a player mm -hmm. to where that should move the line from two and a half to three. So whereas if you like the Chargers in this game, maybe you just bet that two and a half now with the anticipation that it closes at three. Or on the other side, if you like Miami, maybe you hang back and wait as long as possible because by the time we get to kickoff week, maybe that's three. I don't think we'd ever get to three and a half just off of Jalen Ramsey, but maybe it's three and you can actually get Dolphins plus three. Yeah. Uh, my guess is that that line actually closes three. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, it's a key number. Obviously, people are going to be looking at that thing, but... Uh, you know, will Jay, is Jalen that much to a number, too? You, you wonder. I mean, I mean, it's a big move, two and a half big to move. three. Yeah. But he's yeah. a big-time player. He is. He is a big-time player. We'll talk more about this on the other side, as well as other news from the AFC East, because it's juicy in Jets land. We'll do it next here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. We're presented by BetMGM. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here at the Circuit Resort and Casino. We thank Vinny Maiulo for joining us last segment. Hall of Fame odds maker at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Great stuff on trying to time the market with these information bets and just from an odds maker's perspective, what they go through mm -hmm. and trying to see what's going on. They really have to take stuff down and wait for information. I thought it was a really fun segment there with Vinny. If you missed it, make sure you check it out in podcast form over at the Lombardi line where you can subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, coming up, though, in 15 minutes, Ben Brown, betting and data analyst at Pro Football Focus. We'll talk about some season-long props, and also some regular season win totals that he does like. A couple teams in the DMV, both the Ravens and the Commanders, he has win total props on both of them. We'll get into that here coming up just shortly. But right now, Pritch, it's a segment that everyone has been waiting all week for. <laughs> Critics give it two thumbs up. Mm. 
Eber and Roper. I, I think one of them is actually dead now. R.I.P. to one of them. But, yeah, but it's, 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 it's critically That's how acclaimed. good it is. That's how good it is. <laughs> Folks, way back when, <laughs> they are risen and have said that the segment is critically acclaimed. Oh, hell yeah, or oh, hell nah. Mm. Coming at you here on That's a Lombardi right. line on a Friday. And the first one is near and dear to your heart. And this has to do with conference realignment because the Colorado Buffaloes went ahead and threw a curveball at the Conference of Champions a couple days ago. Colorado has voted to move from the Pac-12 to the Big 12 starting next season. And I'll ask you this, Pritch. The Colorado Buffaloes will win a Big 12 championship within five years of returning to the conference. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for you to finish the question. I didn't want to because I wanted to jump in there. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's what Coach Prime is there to do, right? Mm. Uh, and, and I think when you look at what's going on now, uh, Colorado going back to the Big 12, back to the roots, you know, the old Big 8, too, if you think about it. But who's leaving the Big 12? Texas, yeah, Texas and OU. OU. Uh, who's going to win the state of Texas in recruiting now? Uh, when it comes to competing in the Big 12. You don't have to compete against OU. Those athletes are different, right? OU and mm -hmm. Texas, they they certainly want some athletes for the SEC. And uh, I think the remaining folks, if you're looking at TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, uh, Houston, uh, even BYU and all these other schools. I mean, if you're looking at that, Coach Prime in his backyard right outside of Fort Worth, mm -hmm. he has a residence there. That's where he lives. Uh, he's going to win the state of Texas in recruiting. Um, we frankly, we couldn't win California, you know, SC, UCLA, all these other schools. We couldn't yep. win. Uh, we couldn't penetrate the way that we used to, uh, because of the track record. But with this guy, coach prime leading the way now, uh, and the way that he recruits the athletes that he wants, the athletes that he's attracting, he's going to win Texas. Uh, he's still going to continue and dominate, uh, in the Southeast uh, part of the country too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's no looking back with this program. I, I think absolutely within five years, Colorado Buffaloes will win a Big 12 championship. And you mentioned Deion Sanders. He's a national brand. Now, will Deion be the coach for all five of those years? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my follow-up question. I, yeah, I think <laughs> I, can, I can say for sure, certainty, that four years. <laughs> we got him for four years. Because all it takes is ring, ring, ring. Uh, this is Florida State. Uh, Dion, you want to come home? <laughs> the, the buyout, though. I love the buyout. And then I think, you know, Dion is going through some, some health issues. Yep. Everybody knows about that. But mm -hmm. he's going to be approaching 60. He's going to turn 60, like right when his contract is transitioning. And, you know, Shador and all his kids are going to be grown. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I think this might be it for Prime. Uh, who knows? Who knows what's in the future? I mean, that guy's always reinventing himself. Yeah. Um, but would it be a lateral move or would it be a move within college football to another school? I mean, Florida State had a chance to hire him. They didn't. Mm -hmm. um, he could have went to Georgia Tech. They didn't hire him. I mean, he, there's there's other schools that, you know, even in SEC, there's other schools that could have hired him, but they didn't. Um, CU did, and, and, you know, Dion is committed that way, and I, I think we got him for at least four years, fam. I, think, I mean, right. deep in my heart, I want to believe that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I just think back 10 years ago. Yeah. If somebody told you Deion Sanders would be the head coach of Colorado oh. Buffalo, I'd be like, excuse me, what the hell just happened? You know what's crazy? Like, you know what's crazy is the disrespect I got as a player when we won a national championship from the fellas in the league. Mm. Like, oh, man, you went to Colorado. Yeah, y'all won a national championship, but y'all couldn't beat teams. 
like Miami. Y'all couldn't beat this. You couldn't beat. I had to play with Brian and Benny Blades. Oh, and here in Miami. The hurricanes, right? they be talking. Yeah, I had to hear all that. I had to hear all <laughs> the stuff from from all those fam you guys, or Florida State guys, and fam you for that matter. But all the uh, guys in Florida. Even fam you giving y'all noise? Oh, man, they talked a big game. <laughs> they talked a big game, right? Uh, but they couldn't compete. They were scared of us. Florida State did not want to play us in a pigskin classic because Bowden said if we lose, our season's wrecked. But we ended up playing Tennessee to a tie. But, no, you know, Colorado did not. It was fascinating, though, as, as more and more of us got into the league, though, that changed. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you see the presence of the Buffaloes in the National yeah. Football League, that changed. But, no, Coach Prime is there now, and, and now they see it. Now they see what was so magical about uh, Boulder, Colorado in that program. 100%. Like, 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 for fans who are younger now that don't remember those days, like, Colorado was a national powerhouse. We mentioned Pritch, national championship winner at Colorado. Like, just they've had some rough times now, <laughs> other than a year where they won the Pac-12 South, but... Colorado, maybe it's on the up and up and Pritch things that they'll win the Big 12 coming up in five years. Oh, yeah. Uh, this next one, obviously, we talked about in the first hour. Dalvin Cook is in New York. He's going to visit the New York Jets. The New York Jets are the best fit for free agent running back Dalvin Cook. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell no. I'm going to go with oh, hell yeah again because, mm-hmm. you know, this is a, a contender, I would think. I mean, Aaron Rodgers obviously obviously committed, you know, not to just one year. He's committed. And, and I think when you're, when you're Aaron Rodgers and committed like this, you only have sights on the Super Bowl. You don't, you don't have sights to chasing the playoffs and records and all that. You got all that. Um, you're going to the Hall of Fame. You, you, know, you, want, a, you want a title. And, uh, you know, I, I think Dalvin Cook can help that uh, from a fit standpoint. And, and then also to want to be a part of that. You know, I, I think that can elevate his game. And certainly Aaron Rodgers playing with him is going to elevate his game. He, he watched Aaron Rodgers for a lot of years, right, across the field. So um, I, I think it's a great fit. And, and if you're the Jets, you got to get it done. You cannot allow Dalvin Cook to leave. Uh, without him becoming a Jet. We haven't talked about this next team uh, in a couple of shows, it feels like, but the Jacksonville Jaguars obviously mm-hmm. acquired Calvin Ridley during last season while he was suspended. Now, this is always going to be like kind of like their coup, almost like we forgot about it. Now he's been reinstated. He is good to go for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But here's a quote from Ridley talking to reporters on Wednesday. He said, quote, right now, I'm more motivated than ever and ready to get back whatever I lost. I'm around a bunch of great teammates, great coaches, a great facility. I feel the energy. I just want to continue to build and build and build. I love football, man. I'm not here just for the money and all that. I'm here because I love football. So Calvin Ridley will go over his receiving prop of 900 and a half receiving yards in his first year with the Jaguars. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell no. I mean... I want to give it a oh hell yeah, but uh, I'm leaning towards hell now because of who else is on that offense, right? And mm-hmm. and certainly, you got ATN, you got Ingram, you got Trevor, who's an option uh, running the football, running the rock. I mean, you got Christian Kirk, who I think coming off 1,100 yards uh, is a is a, a dominant player. I mean, you got Zay Jones, who can get deep. You know, they have if you look at their roster and compare it to other young rosters uh, in the National Football League. I mean, it is it is pretty it is pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. and now you throw in Calvin Ridley, but you're asking him off a year of suspension to kind of pick up where he left off, even though before the injuries, right? We're going mm-hmm. about really young Calvin Ridley, uh, and he's got to avoid the injury, right? Yep. And, and so that has plagued him a little bit. That's why. I don't want to be so strong and say, oh, hell no. I don't want to do that <laughs> because I think he's capable. But uh, I'm going to lean towards no <laughs> and leave the oh, hell out of it. 
Uh, but no, I, I, yeah, it, that's going to be difficult, especially with all the other weapons that are on this team already. So he's only gone over 900 and a half yards once in his career. Mm-hmm. However, the last time he did it was 2020, the year that he was healthy. He played 15 games yep. that season, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns yeah. with the Atlanta Falcons. But he also was targeted 143 times. To your point, maybe Jacksonville has more weapons around him where they don't have to force feed him the ball. Mm-hmm. But the early raves and reviews out of camp are, man, like he's been out there balling. But it's just camp. Yeah. You don't want to read too much of it. It's just camp. But people out there in Duval are excited right. about Ridley. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of camp All-Americans for me. Man. <laughs> there's a lot of training camp Tis All-Americans. the season. Tis the season for the camp All-Stars. Yeah. And then the lights turn on, and it's like, what happened to so-and-so? Mm-hmm. Man. No, I thought they were All-American. What happened? What's going on there? <laughs> the Cowboys have had a few where I'm just like, oh, I'm excited about this guy. And it's just like, bro, you don't even play. <laughs> it's training camp. We don't want to read too much into it, but... It's always an exciting time, and they're excited down there in Duval County. On the other side, Ben Brown, betting and data analyst at Pro Football Focus, joins us next here on the Lombardi Line. We're presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 